Welcome to the Root Issues Podcast. I'm Chris Henderson, and I'm with Steve Woodrow and Dan Bosco today, and we are going to jump around the table and bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. And today it is just awesome and an honor to have Dan Bosco with us. Um, Sunday, this last Sunday, he brought us in on spiritual transformation and how, as a church, the move is to look at seven core, seven spiritual transformation growth attributes, things that we can do, things that we need to understand who we are in Christ. And Dan this week brought us new creation and just that it's a passion of his. It's awesome. I'm excited for you to listen and hear. And so I'm going to ask Dan, like kind of recap and regroup kind of what you taught about on Sunday with new creation for those of us who maybe who didn't hear it this Sunday. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Good to be with you guys. Deja vu. Um, yeah, all over again. Um, so, uh, yeah, this this past Sunday, um, well, you, you kind of introduced it for us, Chris, yeah. and that's the reality that in 2022, we are looking and asking the Lord, what do you want to do here for mm-hmm. us as a church, as a body, as a community? And uh, we recognize that uh, we want to focus on this topic of spiritual transformation. Um, you know, I think we, we have a lot of churches around the world, uh, in our country, even in our valley, that um, there's a, a lot of things that happen activity-wise, but we don't always see a lot of lives transformed. And uh, it's a reality of, of what's mm-hmm. happening, again, around, yeah. around the world. And so we really want to turn the focus this year on on encouraging, experiencing ourselves, but also encouraging our body to um, seek uh, the Lord in seven very clear areas of spiritual transformation. Um, and so we're going to roll those out on seven different Sundays throughout the year. Um, and we'll talk more about the, the other ones uh, on future uh, podcasts. But for this one here, uh, this past Sunday, we talked about the topic of new creation, which, uh, as you said earlier, is a, is a passion of mine. I love it. Um, it was life changing for me 30 years ago, but I realized that even back then, it was more of a a knowledge about it uh, rather than an experience of Mm. it. And um, and one of the things the Lord's been doing in my life the past few years is just making this more real for me. And uh, because I I think this is one of the, the challenges we have. We know so many things as Christians. We have so much knowledge. We have so much activity but we don't really have the experience of a transformed heart and soul by the Holy Spirit. And so the, the, the idea of this, this talk this past Sunday was to simply say, you know, let's sort out what it means to be a new creation in Christ, to be transformed from the inside out. So we talked about a, a few, few different things, and the core verse that I read Sunday and, you know, share right now with you all um, 2 Corinthians 5. And I'll start, I'm going to back up and go a little bit further back in verse 14. It says, for the love of Christ controls us Hmm. because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. Hmm. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we... uh, Regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
And then you, these words that are, I mean, you think about these are so powerful. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm. I love, love, love that passage yeah. um, because it talks about the old is gone, the new has come. And it's in the past tense. It's in yeah. the sense that there has been a change. And whether I experienced the change or not, it doesn't mean, um, or I should say, doesn't reflect on whether I have been changed. In other yeah. words, I can be changed in living uh, as an old creation. Mm -hmm. And I think we see this often with, with people. They, uh, I've seen it in my own life um, where you go through the, all the steps of, of the Christian faith, but it's not becoming real, as we said earlier. And so this idea of being a new creation is recognizing that I am something entirely new. I am now the, the, the righteous child of Christ. Mm. And that when I accept him into my life, he does, a, he does a transformation inside where he puts his spirit in me and automatically joins his spirit with my spirit. First Corinthians six seventeen, we become one in spirit with the mm. Lord. And now it, down deep in our soul, our core DNA, if you want to say it that way, is, is changed. Yeah. That we are now his righteousness, not by anything we've done, but by what he has done for us. So we can take no pride in that, um, but we can definitely just open our hearts and humbly receive it and say, this is, this is who I am now. And I find in, in my own life and in, in many people's life, we continue to view ourselves, as we read earlier in this passage, by the flesh. We want to look at what we've done or what we haven't done, good or bad or ugly, and that's how we want to define ourselves, rather mm -hmm. than saying, no, I define myself by what God has done for me and what he's put in me and who I now am because of him. And that is I'm a new creation. Yeah. And so we talked a bit more uh, about uh, on Sunday as well, the hurdles to experiencing that. Yeah. And I find the biggest one is that we tend to be a conformer rather than a transformer. <laughs> we simply get all the Christian stuff down. Mm -hmm. um, we, we get the Bible knowledge, we got Bible studies left and right, we get all that and we go out, we, we learn about what our behavior should look like as a Christian, so we go and mimic that, and we do our best, and those are all good things. It's not yeah. like that's, that's a bad thing. I, we, we need that, we wanna strive to certainly know about God, mm -hmm. know about Christ, what he's done, and then to go live it out. But that doesn't necessarily mean we've been transformed. Yeah. We can sure. look and act like a Christian without truly, I would even say in some situations, be a Christian. Yeah. Um, and But I think there are people that sincerely receive Christ into their heart and their soul, but they don't experience then yeah. what it means to be a Christian. So um, people tend to just conform, and, and when life happens and things happen, good, bad, and ugly, they just go back and recycle. I get more knowledge, more studies, more Christian activity, and they go on, and that's their cycle for Christian life. Yeah. And at some point, that either just becomes stale or it breaks down, mm -hmm. and they walk away from the faith, and um, and they may still believe, but they're not really connected because mm -hmm. it hasn't really yeah. been real. Yeah. And then the other category is the category of emotors. You know, we yeah. got conformers, then we got emotors. That, <laughs> the, 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 they, they go through the knowledge, they, they go through the activity, and they honestly have a sincere experience with God um, of some kind where they're just emotionally touched and moved, but then the pursuit of the emotion overtakes yeah. their pursuit of God. 
and they start emphasizing, I need another emotional fix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's some emotors that they get into an emotional, I'll just call bondage of, of, of being a victim, perhaps. Yeah. And yeah. They, they, they could be and in, in sincerely be uh, circumstantially a victim, but then they live in that and stay in that mm -hmm. rather than letting the gospel mm. of Christ yeah. transform them out of that. Yeah. So that's the big challenge with the emotional part. And then we have, I guess we could call it uh, perfectors. Yeah. The ones that, <laughs> man, they just do Christianity really well. Yeah. They, they, they just know how to cross the T's and dot the I's. And, and after a while, it becomes a very prideful experience mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. And they become in, in some ways a self-righteous and very confident and trusting in their own ability to do the Christian life as well as they do it. Yeah. And then what often happens is they start looking at other people and saying, why aren't you doing it as good as I am? Mm -hmm. And often that's a life that's also very filled with striving and pressing and pushing themselves and others to be Joe Christian. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, those are the things we covered. And what we want are for people to experience truly transformation mm -hmm. and what that's all yeah. about. That's good. That's good. Chris, I, I just think, you know, we, we open this podcast with trying to bridge the generational yeah. gap, right? <clears throat> In the sense of, okay, what does this mean for the all the generations, especially yeah. is, you know, being involved with youth and family, the younger generations. And obviously identity is such a massive sure. issue today yep. and so much confusion. You know, Dan, maybe I, I think for especially young folks, when we think about, um, you know, Chris, maybe you've got insight or yeah. a better question, but mm -hmm. I think, wow, you know, how do we get this aspect of the gospel right uh, alive uh, for, for people? Um, you know, the, the, po the positional truth, right, that comes with that. You know, uh, to start, re you know, then people living by that identity rather than all this confusion out there yeah. today. Yeah. Well, I'll comment and then you can go with it, Chris. Yeah. You no. know, uh, I think, you know, the reality of being a trans, living a transformed life is a, a life of, or I should say, it's it's a journey of, of death and life. Mm. Um, it's, it's a realization that uh, it's not about me, mm -hmm. that... Um, I uh, I have died to the shame and the guilt and the condemnation. And I think our world today, especially with the comparison that our younger generations mm. go through, mm. set them up so much for shame and condemnation. Um, and you can certainly speak to that, Chris. But I, I think that's a challenge. I think in our world today, just as we were chatting before the podcast, Chris, the, the hopelessness that mm -hmm. seems to plague the younger generation is another thing that... that, that that this death with Christ is all about. The scriptures say we die with Christ and we're raised into newness of life. And until we can get to the place of helping people experience that, that okay, you know what? Uh, my guilt, my shame, that's gone to the cross with Christ. My hopelessness, my despair, that's gone to the, to the cross with Christ. My, my, my desire to just, you know, fit in and be the cool kid in the class, <laughs> that's gone to the cross with Christ. <laughs> and and out of that, you know, we go through that cross experience and on the other side there's something so much more. But the challenge is I think with kids with with so much available to them between their their iPhones yeah. and the you know uh, the video games and, and everything that's out there is to have them experience the idea of of a death of mm -hmm. uh, 
of a, of a death to, to, to these things, not because they did it, but because Christ did it, and yeah. they identify with Christ. So maybe you can speak to what's that look like? How do yeah. you help a... That would be my question. How do yeah. you help a young person that's just trying to live life get a concept around what it means to die to self or deny self or uh -huh. to go through and identify with the death of Christ? Yeah. Because I, I, let me just interject there, yeah. Chris. I think, wow, look at everything out there in the media and everything. Yeah. Everything is really pumping a lie about, because everybody <laughs> wants to be a new creation. Yeah. Everybody wants to recreate themselves. Everybody yeah. wants to, write It's, it's, it's media. a DNA <laughs> thing. Yeah, I, mean, I want to, you know, now you can create your own avatar. Be who you want to <laughs> be. You can, you know, your whole gender, everything, yeah. you know. So uh, this idea of being a new creation, uh, it, it's down there. There's yeah. this cr inside every soul. So how do you bring that out, right, yeah. and let the gospel, right, really yeah. flesh it out? Well, I mean, I just kind of toot Bosco's horn here because I was like, if you want, I would say people should hang out with you because, I mean, I'm just honored to be with Steve and Dan and just the transformation that's gone in this brother's life, you know, just seeing God Amen. just shine him, polish him, bring out the gold. It's just been so cool. And so, I mean, it is. I mean, you know, I, I look to you like as a hero, like, you know, I say these, you know, they love like Avengers. They love Marvel. They love right. DC. They're looking for the heroes who are living it out. And when you were teaching on Sunday, and I've read this passage so many times, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you, like, what version are you reading out of? <laughs> Well, I think I, I used NLT. Okay. Some on Sunday, I used the ESV too. Okay, because my question regards around this, this one phrase, we regard no one according to the flesh. I mean, that jumped out to me like, like, what, have I read that before? Yeah. Because I think for this generation, the Gen Zers, these young people, young adults mm -hmm. with young kids and such, they, they've been indoctrinated in this time that everything is seen in the flesh. Yeah. Like yeah. how well you perform, what you do, what, you know, how you can Well, that's where maintain. they're getting identity yeah. from, yeah. right? Yeah, the Completely. identity is based in that. And then just like we regard no one according to the flesh. And, I mean, I think there it's like. Any a, believer and unbeliever, right? Yeah, everybody. everybody. So, right? Yeah, you know, you're looking towards, you know, what is that spiritual identity? What is the DNA that God put in them? And that's such a stretch, mm -hmm. like even with their belief in fantasy, yeah. And their mm -hmm. belief in fantasy fantasy to make it their theology, yeah. they can't see it for themselves because they so rarely see it lived out. Absolutely. And, and doesn't it come down to, and Dan, maybe you can speak on this, to, to uh, we're speaking about the young people, but it yeah. applies obviously to all yeah. of us. Everybody, too, everybody, yeah. Helping them see uh, how God sees them. Amen. Yeah. Right? It, you know, from uh, I need to see myself as God sees me. Now, the Holy Spirit's got to do that, but maybe you can just kind of yes, comment Steve, on that. Yeah, that's a great, great question. Uh, and and that's, a, that's a passionate response for me, to be honest, because on the other side of the cross, as you go through the death and mm. you then are raised into the newness of life with Christ, I mean, what that is 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 understanding that I am a child of God. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I have a whole new family. I mean, there's times I'll sit on my couch and look out at the stars early in the morning. I'm up early having a cup of coffee. And, um, and I'll think, wow, you know, I may not have my family of my own, but I'm in the family of God. Amen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, sure. we are here yeah. in this room. Absolutely. And, and, and the joy that brings of knowing that I am a part of God's family. Mm -hmm. 
and that I am a part of a story bigger than myself. Because I think so many, well, every generation does yeah. it, yeah. but especially Chris, the generation you're working with, they're trying to create a story for themselves. Yeah. If that's safe to say, right? Oh, heck the, yeah. No, the, everybody's you know, trying to write their own Facebook, story. Facebook, you're trying to create a story. You're trying to present an image. And yeah. whatever, you know, TikTok, I mean, all the other Instagram yeah. has your story. Uh, yeah, it's like your story. Right? <laughs> so you're presenting a story. And, and so I think to affirm to them that, you know, you are a part of a family. How yeah. many of these kids are, are abandoned, if not physically, emotionally, within yeah. their families today? Absolutely. How many families know how to, know how to have emotional uh, uh, conversations with their kids? Yeah. Not to the, what I was talking about with the motors before, but in the sense yeah. of, hey, you know, uh, how are you feeling about that? How are you doing? Yeah. How do you feel about school? How do you feel about that situation? Um, I mean, to have those deeper conversations. And to think that, you know, on the other side of the cross, we do yeah. have a new story or we have a new family, a new story that we now are, you know, declared by God um, that we are his children, as you were saying, Steve, yeah. and we are his righteous children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to strive for this. And I think this is where religion goes so wrong. Yeah. We put people on a treadmill to become something they already are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and God says, I've already made you into that. Why are you working so hard to be something I've made you into? Absolutely. And um, so, and then the last thing I think that's a part of being on the, the other side of life, you know, going through the cross is, is the idea of being on mission. Yeah. Mm, to realize absolutely. we have a purpose. And I think the kids today... They need to know they have a purpose bigger yeah. than themselves. Absolutely. They have a purpose bigger than the, the stuff they see, you know, all around the world, but that they have a purpose in and of themselves. That's so when really. they can get there, to me, that's spiritual transformation. It's the death and it's the resurrected life that we live in. It's great. That yeah. we walk in. Yeah. Hey, maybe in closing, uh, it, I, you know, maybe somebody's out there listening uh and like you talked about the conformers, I think we all can relate. If you've been a Christian for any period of time, we, we have all struggled with conforming to certain guidelines, rules, legalism, yeah. what I'm supposed to do. But um, what would you say? Someone hears that and say, I mean, yeah, I just, I'm tired of conforming. I'm tired of mm -hmm. going through the rules. I'm tired of feeling like I got to just put on my Sunday clothes as such yeah. and, and do an act, right? Yeah. Uh, what would you say to somebody that says, man, I'm, I want to lay these, I want to, uh, man, I want to be free. I want to, I want this transformation. Where do I begin? How, how does this happen? Yeah. Um, I think we've chatted about it, Steve, on a few occasions. It doesn't usually happen outside a community. Yeah. And getting with other people and being, and, and I think this is the key for us, um, uh, that we present a safe environment for people to come be themselves, mm -hmm. to be real and to be honest. And that's the greatest thing we can do to say, I'm going to love you and accept you as you are right where you are. Because mm -hmm. I know that's how God is. Um, and that he is going to journey with you and I'm going to journey with you. Great. Yeah. Um, so as a, uh, so that's what I would say. Come and get involved. If you're someone younger, get involved with Chris. If you're someone, you know, middle-aged, more uh, older, get involved with, you know, what we do here, Steve. But um, those are opportunities. And I'll just mention one resource that really helped me with this was John Eldridge's, John Eldridge's book, Sacred Romance, mm. where he goes yeah. strong. Blast from the past there. Blast from the book. past. Yeah. It's about 22 years old and uh, 1999, I believe, 98. And one of the best books I've ever read on, on getting out of the, the stuck religion, so to speak. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Yo, anything else from you, Steve? I think that's it. Yeah. That's great. Bosco, honor. So Thank cool. You, I mean, you know, if you miss Sunday, check it out on the YouTube channel. This is your midweek jolt, just to give you a
boost and encouragement. Right now, there are so many things happening that are exciting, you know, just within this church body, within the valley, and God is just so on the move. And so if you're hungry and if you have an appetite, just come and join us and just see what God is doing because he is definitely doing something new. It's a time to be excited as we just move into new creation, new transformation, and just touch new things that God has for us. So, hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Root Issues podcast, and we'll see you next week.